Some people are still afraid of sailing through this region because more than 50 ships and 20 planes have disappeared here since the mid-19th century. You won't find this place on a regular paper map as it's not an official region of the Atlantic Ocean. It's just an imaginary area of water in the shape of a triangle near the southeastern coast of the U.S. Right now, we're going there to debunk all the myths and fairy tales about this place. The most popular theory says that the ancient city of Atlantis was once located where the Bermuda Triangle is now. It was inhabited by a more advanced civilization than the rest of the people on Earth. In this area, some mysterious crystals were installed that generated infinite energy and powered the entire city. Then the city sank, and its ruins still lie on the bottom of the Atlantic. But among its ruins, there are still places where crystals work. They're the reason for most disappearances. Crystals randomly release beams of energy towards the surface and disable the electronics of planes and ships. There are no facts to support this theory. Someone once wrote this legend in a book about the Bermuda Triangle, and some people have been supporting it ever since. However, there's some oddity associated with electronics. Astronauts of the International Space Station noticed the Earth's magnetic field is weakened in the Bermuda Triangle area. This field is a shield that protects us from solar radiation. Above the triangle, the particles of the sun's rays move faster than in any other part of the planet. This causes unstable work in the electronics of satellites flying in the atmosphere of Earth. It doesn't apply to ships and planes, though. There's also a theory that the Bermuda Triangle is the center of a magnetic anomaly causing navigation errors. But regular checks of the magnetic map of this region don't reveal any issues. You arrive at the place. The water is calm, and there's no coming storm in sight. You look at the compass and see the arrow moving from side to side. Oh no, it's begun! Panic rises within you, and you quickly turn the steering wheel of the ship to sail away from this place. Oh, stop. There has long been an explanation for the strange compass behavior in this area. The Bermuda Triangle is one of the rare places on the planet where True North and the Magnetic One are in the exact same direction. True North is the geographic north pole of our planet. Magnetic North directs to the North Magnetic Pole, which constantly wanders around the Earth. Sometimes, these poles coincide, and the straight line that connects North and South is called the Agonic Line. If you fall into this line, your compass will behave strangely. It won't point exactly to the North. Imagine that you're the captain of a ship sailing in the Bermuda Triangle at the beginning of the 20th century. You need to know where North is to get to the shore. You look at the compass, and it points incorrectly. You're deviating from your original course and sailing in the wrong direction. There's the Caribbean Sea, near the Triangle, peppered with small islands. The sea floor here isn't deep. The ship can get in shallow waters. And now, the ship is stuck on a shoal, and you have no idea where you are. If this were the 21st century, the ship's captain would be able to reach the shore using GPS and other modern navigation. But the most interesting thing is that the compass would work correctly this time, since the magnetic North Pole hasn't already coincided with the true one for a long time in the territory of the Bermuda Triangle. The Agonic Line is somewhere far away from here. There are no problems with navigation now, but for some reason, this is where ships disappear. In fact, not just here, throughout the Atlantic Ocean, there are places where many more ships have gone. The Bermuda Triangle is not even in the top 10 of such places. 
One of the main reasons why many ships are lost here is that one of the most popular shipping routes in the Atlantic passes through the Bermuda Triangle. And the more ships in one place, the more shipwrecks. Simple probability. Other theories say there's a space-time rift in this region. Ships and planes fall into this rift and end up in the past or the future. But for some reason, there's not a single proof of this myth. There's no reason to think that the rift is hidden somewhere here. The base of an extraterrestrial civilization is located in the Bermuda Triangle. Visitors from other galaxies steal sea vessels along with the crew, so no one finds the wreckage of the ships. This is also a popular myth that has no scientific justification. Sunken ships are not found here, as there's one of the deepest trenches in the world. Any sinking ship will sink to a depth of about 19,000 feet. The enormous pressure and distance makes it difficult to find the ships. Also, the Puerto Rico trench is nearby. In some spots, it's as deep as 27,500 feet. The Kraken lives somewhere in the Triangle. It's a huge squid that sinks ships, and is also a legend that sailors tell each other. However, gigantic squids live in the depths of the ocean. They can grow to the size of half a train car, but no cases have been recorded where they have sunk a large vessel. And in the area of the Bermuda Triangle, they've never even been seen. People in the past didn't know about the existence of these creatures, so when they saw them for the first time, they described them as huge, terrible monsters. Giant squids are some of the most elusive creatures on Earth, and scientists had to use sonar equipment to find them. They don't like to leave the dark depths and are likely to be afraid of the sound of any ship. A more realistic hypothesis about the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle is methane. Large deposits of this gas can be found under the seafloor of this region. From there, methane is released into the water. It takes the form of huge bubbles that quickly rise to the surface. Then, the gas makes the water almost boil, creating waves that sink ships. The theory is quite realistic, but numerous studies still haven't confirmed the presence of an increased concentration of methane in the region. Last time this phenomenon occurred was 15,000 years ago. Another credible theory implies the appearance of rogue waves. Imagine a clear, calm sea without wind. Suddenly, you hear a loud hum. In just a few seconds, a huge wave, 100 feet tall, appears from the calm surface and falls on your ship. Some scientists believe rogue waves are created by a surface sea current colliding with a strong headwind. There's a version claiming the wave is born because of the collision of warm and cold currents. But the most interesting theory says the waves are formed by kinetic vampirism. Under certain natural conditions, waves can exchange kinetic energy. And among all the waves, there will be one, the vampire, that gets the energy of all the others. When it accumulates enough energy, the vampire wave spills it out. This explains the force of the impact and its sudden disappearance. This phenomenon is observed in all the waters of the world's oceans, but there's no evidence that it occurs most often in the Bermuda Triangle. If rogue waves appeared there, it was not during a calm. A restless sea is the main reason for ship disappearances in the Bermuda Triangle. Severe storms and hurricanes are a frequent thing there because the Bermuda Islands is an area of high pressure that diverts thunderstorms towards the triangle. Huge waves simply overturn ships, and thunder and lightning flashes disable planes' electronics. There's nothing mysterious about this. 
Storms and ship disappearances occur in all oceans, but a lot of legends were made exactly about the Bermuda Triangle. It all started in the middle of the 20th century when a book was published that tells us that Atlantis lies in the waters of the Triangle. No proof was given, but people liked this mysterious theory so much, they began to build upon it. They started making documentaries about it and writing new books. Each material devoted to the fantastic nature of the Triangle was based not on facts, but the theories of other written books and films. And when a topic is popular, you can make money on it. Readers enjoy it, and authors are rewarded. In 1945, five TBF Avenger aircraft took flight for a routine training exercise around the Bermuda Triangle. In the middle of the exercise, the planes were struck by intense rain and heavy winds, despite the clear weather forecast. The pilots became extremely disoriented and radioed the base to report that their navigational equipment had stopped working. The last thing the base heard was, when the first plane drops below 10 gallons, we all go down together. And then, static. The five planes and their 14 passengers were never seen or heard from again. On his very first voyage to the New World in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed through the Bermuda Triangle. Columbus reported that one night, when he was on the deck of the ship, he noticed a giant light appear in the distance, unlike anything he had ever seen before. Columbus looked at his compass for direction, and it gave off erratic readings. You might have noticed that the Bermuda Triangle doesn't appear on any world map. This is because official institutions refuse to acknowledge that the area actually exists. In March 1918, carrying a crew of 306 people, the USS Cyclops left Barbados and headed home to Baltimore. The ship passed through the Bermuda Triangle on its journey and was never seen again. The Cyclops never issued any distress signal and disappeared without any explanation, making it the largest ship to go missing in the Bermuda Triangle. No wreckage has ever been found. No one exactly knows how many ships and planes have disappeared in the Bermuda Triangle. The rough estimate is 50 ships and 20 planes. Most of the time, the disappearances had no explanation and no wreckage has ever been left behind. In the year 1800, a large sailing vessel called the USS Pickering departed from the U.S. on its way to the West Indies. The ship sailed into the Bermuda Triangle along with its 90-man crew and was never heard from again. The USS Pickering was the first ever confirmed ship to vanish in the Bermuda Triangle. It's believed that the ship was taken out by a storm, but because no wreckage was ever found, we'll never know for sure. William Shakespeare's famous play, The Tempest, was inspired by the Bermuda Triangle. Sailors returned home to England to tell stories of treacherous waters near the Bahamas where ships mysteriously disappeared. These stories made it back to the bard himself and inspired his final play about a storm at sea transporting a ship to a mysterious land. The shipwreck in Shakespeare's play is based on the 17th century ship Sea Venture. The ship was carrying supplies from England to Virginia when it was struck by a massive storm in the Bermuda Triangle. Sea Venture was battered by the storm for three days and barely made it to the shore. Survivors of the wreck were stranded on a desolate stretch of Bermuda for nine months. 
When the TBF Avenger planes went missing, a massive search operation was conducted. Boats and planes searched the Bermuda Triangle for any signs of the aircraft. One of the boats searching was a PBM-5 Mariner airboat. The airboat took flight at 7.27 p.m. and called in a routine radio message three minutes later. Then, it was never heard from again. No trace was ever found of the rescue airboat or the five Avenger aircraft. A huge investigation was launched into the disappearance of all these vehicles, but nothing was ever discovered. Because the Bermuda Triangle isn't a recognized place, no one knows its exact location or size. Some people believe it covers around 500,000 square miles around the Bermuda area. Other people believe the triangle is as big as 1.5 million square miles. The Bermuda Triangle is one of the most heavily traveled shipping routes in the world. Some skeptics believe that this fact solves the Bermuda Triangle mystery. Statistically, the busier the area, the higher the frequency of accidents and disappearances. While this makes sense, it's not the frequency of disappearances that's responsible for the mystery of the Bermuda Triangle. It's the lack of explanation or wreckage found. The Bermuda Triangle is home to the deepest point in the Atlantic Ocean, the Milwaukee Deep. The area has a maximum depth of over 27,000 feet. This is one of the deepest points in the ocean floor, but still not close to the massive 35,000 feet of the Mariana Trench. But the huge depth might explain how such little wreckage has been found. The Bermuda Triangle is home to some pretty intense and unexpected weather. Storms build up quickly and unexpectedly, then disappear soon after. If you blink, you might miss it. This could explain why few distress signals are issued. Pilots and sailors never saw the weather coming. In the year 1800 again, the ship USS Insurgent was on patrol when it stopped briefly at a coastal base before heading back out to sea. That was the last time USS Insurgent was ever seen. A severe storm reportedly struck the West Indies around that time. It's believed that storm was so powerful, it could have caused the sinking of both the USS Insurgent and USS Pickering, which vanished around the same time. Like the Pickering, no wreckage of the Insurgent was ever discovered. The airplane involved was a Beechcraft Bonanza single-engine aircraft. On board, pilot Bruce Gurnon had two passengers, his father and business partner. They took off from Andros Island in the Bahamas and headed northwest for the Florida coast. It was December 4, 1970. If you draw up a map, trace a line connecting the island of Bermuda, Puerto Rico, Miami, and back to Bermuda, what do you get? Yes, it's a triangle a sinister polygon known for mysteriously swallowing over 2,000 ships and 200 aircraft over the centuries. Bruce Gurnon's plane was within its hungry grasp. But this was a typical flight Bruce had made dozens of times before. The trip usually took about an hour and a half, with no hiccups or mysterious phenomena whatsoever. The men were no more concerned than you would be during your daily commute to work. Oh, but this time would be different. They would face very unusual circumstances indeed. Bruce took off and started gaining altitude. Strange things started happening right from the get-go. At an altitude of about a thousand feet, he noticed a small cloud up ahead. But it kept growing. Not from the plane getting closer, 
this thing was actually getting bigger in size. Bruce had to fly through it, and he came out the other end just fine. Another mysterious cloud appeared at 11,500 feet. This one was massive, and Bruce had no other choice but to fly through it too. So he concentrated, took a deep breath, and in they went. At that moment, it got dark as night all around the aircraft. Not a single sliver of sunshine got through. But this wasn't a storm cloud, and it wasn't raining. Bruce was starting to get worried, and then, bam, he saw flashes of white light. They would appear and vanish quickly like lightning. But this pilot knew this certainly was no lightning. The flashes were so bright, they lit up the whole space around them. Bruce kept flying for another 30 minutes when he realized this was the same cloud he had gone through earlier when he started to climb. But now, the cloud was cylindrical, and the plane was flying through its center. It was about one mile wide and seemed endless. Bruce thought he could never get out of that trap. But a minute later, he saw light at the end of the tunnel. He kept that yoke straight ahead. He was almost out of this nightmare. But all of a sudden, unexplainable things started happening again. The walls of the cloud tunnel began to narrow. They were closing in on the plane. The navigational instruments started wigging out. The compass was spinning by itself counterclockwise. The electronic instruments were all malfunctioning. It was like the plane was being operated by something else. Or it was moving inside some kind of current. All of Bruce's attempts to take control were to no avail. He kept flying through that tunnel, bound and determined to get out of this thing and live to tell the tale. The walls kept narrowing, smaller and smaller, wrapping like a vortex. Bruce was running out of time. He had to get out of this place fast. The next 20 seconds were the most intense of his life. But then, he burst out of this foggy trap. As Bruce described later, he felt weightless for 5 seconds as his plane left the tunnel. The clouds dispersed, and now the aircraft was in a grayish haze. The men let out a big sigh of relief. He immediately grabbed the radio and contacted ground control. Bruce wanted them to determine his location. But when the dispatcher looked at the green screen, his face became contorted with confusion. Bruce's plane wasn't on the radar. It was as if the thing was invisible. But then the dispatcher said the aircraft was already in Miami airspace. Bruce was utterly shocked by this information. It just couldn't be true. The distance the beach craft was supposed to cover was about 250 miles. Remember, the whole trip usually took around 90 minutes. But this time, it took just 47 minutes to get to the destination. This model of aircraft can only cruise at about 180 miles per hour. Do the math, and anyone would understand that this was physically impossible. The dispatcher must have made a mistake. But when the clouds parted, Bruce saw that he really was over Miami. The plane landed safely, and it was time to try and solve this mystery. So what happened on that flight? Bruce checked the remaining fuel and his watch. After a short calculation, he was only more confused. The plane hadn't gone through the amount of fuel it should have. Bruce couldn't have been wrong. He was a very experienced pilot. By his early 20s, he already had 600 hours of flight under his belt. And he was all too familiar with this airspace he'd flown countless times. 
All the evidence in hand seemed to indicate that Bruce's plane just skipped over almost half the entire distance. The man thought about this bizarre occurrence for a long time. He even consulted with professors and experts, but none of them could give an exact answer to what happened that day. So he came up with his own theory and even wrote a book about it. Bruce thought it all came down to this electric fog with white flashes. Others, however, theorized that dark energy was responsible for this time leap. Yes, that same dark energy responsible for the expansion of the universe. This energy could have curved time-space like a black hole, forming this strange tunnel. Bruce accidentally hit it, but he was lucky to get out of there. That's how he got into Miami airspace so fast. But dark energy is just a theory attempting to explain the unexplainable. To this day, there is no real answer for how Bruce was able to travel that distance in such a short time. But some details still can be explained. Archive records show that 84 sunspots were recorded that day, as well as a huge solar wind moving almost 440 miles per second. This would cause disturbances in the Earth's magnetosphere that could throw off the plane's instruments and radars. So Bruce's version that he was in an electronic fog could be right. And about these weird clouds. The thing is, they're pretty commonplace things in this area. Zones with low and high pressure are constantly colliding there. The result? Storm clouds. Perhaps that cloud growing before Bruce's eyes was simply two massive air currents crashing into each other. But so far, no one has been able to explain how the plane got to Miami so fast. Well, maybe in the future the truth will be revealed. In the meantime, it remains another mysterious riddle of the Bermuda Triangle. But it's still by far not the most shocking incident there. In 1945, a total of five planes went missing in the Bermuda Triangle all at once. On December 5th, some Navy student pilots were training in the area. The day's lesson? Navigation. Ironically enough, they couldn't find their way back to the base and got lost. Many people assume they ran out of fuel. This is likely to have caused the incident, but the circumstances were very strange. The students were under the supervision of an experienced lieutenant who had 2,500 flight hours. He would never let a bunch of newbies go so far that they'd get lost. The incident was called Flight 19. Even now, there's a debate about how it could have happened. Three years later, a passenger jet headed to Miami from Puerto Rico disappeared in the same area. There were 29 passengers and three crew members on board. The weather was clear throughout the flight. But experts believe that when the plane was about 50 miles off the coast of Miami, it could have been hit by a strong wind that knocked it off course. Years later, divers found a similar-looking plane in the waters. But since it was lacking certain details and registrations, no one could confirm that it was the missing Miami-bound aircraft. The next month, in January 1948, another plane went missing in Bermuda. 25 passengers and 6 crew members just vanished somewhere between Azores and Bermuda. The mystery of this plane's disappearance, along with countless others, remains unsolved. That's it for today. So hey, if you pacified your curiosity, then give the video a like and share it with your friends. Or if you want more, just click on these videos and stay on the bright side.